A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's now time to do the roll call. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Pete Donaldson's here. Good afternoon, morning, etc. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's the start of a new week. Obviously, it depends on when you're listening to this broadcast. Mm. Um, but we are, once again, in each other's arms, and it's an absolute ruddy pleasure. You can barely reach my arm. Mm. This is a big old table we're on. Yeah, we need to get more microphones. <laughs> this, is, this is a silly way to set up. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have arm extensions. Um, everybody all right? I'm all right. I enjoyed a weekend of football. The the weekend we finally saw a Gary Cahill attempted Rabona. <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm calling it. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get like a plate like with Gary Cahill attempting that Rabona and sell it for eighty quid in the Daily Mail oh, okay. in the U magazine. Or a blue plaque. Get a blue plaque <laughs> and just in the night, just bolt it to his house. <laughs> we should at least have an anniversary for it. The thing is, like, just swing your boot at it. You could get a chance to shoot. Yeah. Well. Extraordinary scenes <laughs> at Anfield. Um, but, but there we are. Um, Gary Megson got a lovely point for West Brom, didn't, didn't he? Just, and he was so humble after the game. <laughs> that, was a, that was what was so enjoyable, enjoyable about it. Was it, was it sounded like I was underwater then. We were talking about Blue Planet, so I've got a little bit of that. <laughs> you, you called an aquarium an aqua prison, which I very much enjoyed, Jim. Yeah, so. well, a little... Off. You can't use that in your stand-up now, so no, I've, use I've, that on the ramble. Don't worry. <laughs> w- w- Gary Megson's humility, you're referring to when he said after the match that Spurs' methods that they'd use against Real Madrid didn't work against them. Yeah, it worked good enough. <laughs> it worked good enough. And also, like, they can work against Real Madrid, can't work against not, us. Not against me. He said Pochettino changed up the tactics three or four times, but still still couldn't find enough of a way through. Um, I love it. He said as well, their it. chance um, at the end was better than anything Spurs created. Like, Spurs scored. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not be funny, mate. Like they were in the Champions League mm. midweek mm-hmm. uh, at the top of their league. Yeah. It's you know, ugh. Uh-huh. all the all the sides that played in Europe really sort of struggled. I know a, a, a couple of them struggled, or three of them: Manchester United, Arsenal, mm. 
and Manchester City. But the struggle for wins, they yeah, got the they wins. Were leggy wins, though. They were. And obviously Chelsea and, and Liverpool sort of cancelled each other out, um, you know, in a quite entertaining game. And Spurs, you know, people were saying, right there, I think, did you make the point, Peter, on the last show, that Spurs off the back of the Champions League could be a nice little uh, outside bet to bet on West Brom mm. or, or, or a draw, which of course happened. Uh, but teams did look a bit leggy in this 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 start this this time of the season going into December. You don't want to start looking yeah. leggy, do you? No, because <laughs> well, if you start falling away now, catching up becomes uh, becomes a nightmare, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Although Ben Foster's uh, time wasting didn't really help Spurs, oh, did it? <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, it's one of my favourite things in football when a team that's time wasting doesn't win. Like because they just stop, don't they? They immediately stop time wasting and start stop trying to speed things up as if they were never doing it in the first place. Like, yeah, like t- time wasting never gets, rarely gets a yellow card. Uh, when there's a penalty shootout, the keeper busy running at the player who's taking mm. the penalty. Uh, as soon as even before the ball's been kicked, <laughs> that never gets reset. No, <clears throat> it drives me mad. It's like, oh yeah, but you know, there's bigger th- things in football. The rules are the rules. Just, just yeah. do it or don't do it. Well, yeah. Bigger things, mate. <laughs> Do you think Real Madrid could cope with that sort of thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's dreadful. Probably not. But Ben Foster was eventually booked. But Eric Dyer was fuming about this, <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah. He was really, really unhappy. And he said the referee knew he was time wasting. But he said, oh, what did he? Let me find the quote here. He said, um, Eric Dyer uh, said that the, the referee, Mike Jones, said to him that he didn't want to be the referee who blows the whistle for someone holding the ball for longer than six seconds because no referee does. I feel like. I don't ref- want to be the ref that, that starts in implementing that rule you're all <laughs> yeah. meant to do it it's not the most controversial rule is it <laughs> yes. um, yeah I think Dyer's been a bit aggy the last couple of weeks and it's, it's the Deli Alley situation isn't it clearly um, he's not taking it well <laughs> and, but didn't uh, they make up didn't, weren't they celebrating together recently? well I don't know Okay. There's clearly some sort of trouble in paradise. Well, indeed, yeah. Trouble at Wembley. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ben Foster. We have talking about Tony Pulis and said that Pulis was almost a victim of, own, of his own success, believing that Pulis had taken them as far as he could. Yeah. And that does make sense. Oh, we've seen it happen at Stoke as well, you know, and... Um, I just... Palace was a weird one, um, but I think he sort of got out before that could happen. Mm. Um, and it's that style of football, isn't it? You can, you can only get you to sort of the top of the, the second half. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, like yeah. the top of the kind of second tier within the Premier League, I suppose. And then at that point, things are going to stagnate. Players stop committing to the cause in the same way. And then, you know, obviously results start to, to suffer. Um, I mean, if I, you don't get the results, you can't say, well, at least we're knocking the ball around nicely. Absolutely. I, which also, in, I don't think people actually do that, do they? No. You know, people, people, people always say that when you look at a negative team and go, oh, well, you know, at least if we had enjoyable football and we were losing, we wouldn't mind. But that's never been the case with any fan base ever, is it? <laughs> yeah. Tony oh, we're Mowbray. trying to play really good football, we're terrible at it, and we keep losing. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Never happens. Tony Mowbray tried to argue that, I think, at some point in his career but yes you're absolutely right it's uh it is a funny one but i did enjoy um ben foster's uh comments when he said everybody knows the tony pulis style of football and now we have technically gifted players presumably pulis bought in yeah by the way he was there for a good while yeah he said uh we have technically gifted players who want to get the ball down and show they what they can do it's not necessarily what tony wanted to be honest (laughs) he brought those players in it it was a scintillating performance though was it they tried to frustrate spurs at every turn and obviously with time wasting and stuff so yeah that's that's but it's, it's, I think it's the lack of joined up thinking that drives fans mad yeah because if you have Pulis now he signed you know Megson hasn't signed anyone obviously so Pulis would have brought in um, a number of those players he would have inherited some of those players as well but he was at West Brom for a little bit of time so to say well now we've got technical gifted players and they wanted to do this and then Pulis you think you understand why? Not that the sporting, the role of the sporting director always works out. Everton have one, for example. Um, <laughs> but you you understand the, the thinking behind that. But it is the lack of. I mean, we will talk about Everton in a bit. But who who do you then get in? I mean, the, 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 there's obviously big talk of of Alan Pardew uh, yeah. going in there. But yeah, but what does that change? Well, it, that's the thing. Uh, isn't but it? I think, where, where are they going with that? But there was a very little interaction about this on Match of the Day between Gary Lineker and um, Jermaine Genus, which yeah. I thought was very uh, revealing in in what they thought because. He said to uh, to Genus, well, it could be Pardew that comes in. And Genus said, well, you know, he obviously sort of starts well, but then it sort of peters out a little bit. Yeah. And, and Lineker said, well, yeah, there, there's no risk. And, and, and Genus said, why not go for 
uh, a manager from the championship or something like that as you see in other leagues uh, mm. often in Serie A they kind of uh, do that but tend to be more well thought out coaches with a little bit more of a skill set and Lineker said well, they're just scared of going down you mm. go down and it's the end of the world you know yes yeah. you get the parachute payments but you can as you can see with a number of other clubs you can drop takes, off the radar exactly it can take you so long to get back into mm. the Premier League the promised ground and I mean is that unreasonable when you look at people running these huge huge businesses no no, no it's not unreasonable absolutely right Jim but it doesn't mean to say who, you can't who be a always, bit more ambitious. But who always suffers? The fans. Yeah. It's always the same. Mm. You know what I mean? But, I mean you, but at the moment, you have got the Lord of the uh, the Manor of West Bromwich at the moment. <laughs> because he did get awarded that title when I think he brought them in the Premier League. Is that so, right? Yeah, so there we go. Oh, right. You could have that in your dugout forever. Yeah. Uh, and then Darren Hooker be called him a crazed animal on the sidelines back in the day. So, sorry, but this was Pulis. Megson. No, Megson. Yeah, no, 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 no Megson. Megson, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, stick with him. Stick with the Lord Manor. Yeah, I do like. The, I like what you said about Pardew there, mm. uh, Marcus, which Thanks. is that his uh, his time at clubs tends to peter out, and I think we should remember that. <laughs> we should christen it that for you, mate, when it starts happening yeah. inevitably, so you can get some joy from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he peters in, then he peters out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, oh, he Pardews in, <laughs> and he peters out. I found it quite enjoyable when Pardew was talking about um, West Brom. It's 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 an attractive offer. It's a tra- and, and just Pardew yeah. saying the word attractive, I was like, grim. <laughs> Managing that part of the world. But, um, <laughs> going back to the game, the game um, it was a very soft goal for um, for Spurs to concede. Oh, it, it was. But I, I think, like looking at Davinson Sanchez, he t- he tried to sort of barge into Rondon, yeah, and he, was like, that. he just bounced off him. He was like, a- oh. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> He's a big guy's ball. massive. Well, I, I actually thought because Davis and Sanchez is, is quite highly rated among yeah. a lot of Spurs fans, and you can see why. Oh, very much so. But yes, it was it was very soft. Not every every player is going to have these moments, but but Rondon the, the through ball, Davis and Sanchez kept up with him, but he he, he probably he would have outpaced him, I think, if there was an, another few yards to go. But Rondon kept up there, and this isn't a striker who's in particularly good form. He's fantastic mm. with his head in that game where he scored three headers, you know, which we all remember. I yeah. don't know what he's like with his heading actually. Comes think of it but uh, generally quite good but not uh, a prolific scorer and not particularly pacey mm. you, you would say yeah, with Megson playing it around the deck as he does as well he's not going to get a chance with his head so much that is a good point Jim but he, but he took his goal quite well but it, 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 again it was just so soft and I think that's, that Spurs at Wembley it does seem a little bit soft sometimes in the league yeah I, I think as well like, that's a classic example of the, of the tiredness that's coming through from the from mm. the European games as well just sort of taking a little while to, to click into gear yeah mm. well, but it was good for Harry Kane to get a goal um, yeah, it'll do confidence the world of good. It, it certainly was. Shoot across the keeper. <laughs> you know, it was a brilliant goal, wasn't it? I know we say this all the time about Harry Kane, but it, it looked a tap-in, but it was a sort of nutmegged tap-in, first mm. time off the cross. Like yeah, he, yeah. he makes really difficult stuff look really simple. A, nut- and, a nutmegson. Yeah, quite, yeah. Right. That's the thing with Kane. Like the, the, his movement, the, you know, just his, his gait, his body language, he doesn't look like he has the skills that he demonstrably has. It's like he's got a cloaking device for his own talent. Well, I think it, it only comes alive when the ball's near him, you know mm. what I mean? He's kind of like a dormant kind of... He's in stasis until the ball comes yeah. near him. And then it's like he's incredibly reactionary footballer who just just knows exactly where the goal is. And he, he'll always get a shot away. Like I've always mm. said, I love Harry Kane. Dormant Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, Foster also said that at uh, White Hart oh, he's Lane. He's been said a lot this week, hasn't he? Yeah. It was like he got interviewed Oof. or something, and yeah. I pounced on said interview. Was, um, he, was he pausing for absolutely ages? <laughs> <laughs> um, he said at White Hart Lane last year, West Brom couldn't get out of their own half due to Spurs closing them down and so yeah. on. And this is uh, reignited with some people the, the the chat about the size of the pitch at White Hart Lane compared to the size of the pitch at Wembley. There was a lot of talk about this during yeah. the summer and a lot of concern from people in the Spurs camp about it. Spurs, I think, tried to get the size of the pitch changed, and the FA said, no, you're not going to do that. On behalf of all of your opposition this season, yeah. you're not doing that. <laughs> I think I don't think that's necessarily fair, though, is it? If you, if well, it, it is a little bit of a difference. I mean, the White Hart, uh, White Hart Lane pitch last season um, was the league's second smallest pitch. Stokes was the smallest, uh, for fact fans out there. Um, and it measures 100 by 67 metres. Now, the Wembley pitch is 105 by 69 metres. And you think, well, OK, that's... It's a little bit of a, a difference, but well, not too much. But that's a comparison of 6,700 uh, 6, square metres at White Hart Lane against 7,245 square metres the, at These Wembley. sentences belong on a chart. <laughs> like yeah. a speller. That's impossible to even comprehend. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, all I'm saying is, as a lot of people already have, the, the, the Wembley pitch is, is a fair bit bigger than the White Hart yeah. Lane pitch. And, and I mean, they, they, that's going to add to your running stats, isn't it, inevitably? So. Of course, and yeah. Have, but what have their running stats kind of achieved? I mean, I just sort of think that maybe they've kind of uh, they're not focusing quite so much on the intensity they're, they're focusing a little bit more on their passing and their movement
movement more than anything else. So maybe they're just not closing down quite as much. But then you would think, well, yeah, you would think with a, a, and Sanchez is making some more high-profile mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apart from on the wings, you know, uh, I think it was Genus said that Spurs were lacking a little bit of pace, and I thought, yeah, he might have, a, mm. or, or people that can take on players. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's been talk that their their bench maybe didn't look as, as deep as it could, but um, Eric Lamella um, yeah. is on the way back, which could make a difference. He's sort of a bit of a forgotten man there. Mm. Uh, I know he's, he's had his injury problems and stuff, but you know, he's he's been patchy for Tottenham. But when he's been good, he's been fantastic. Well, and it's, it's just, it's just, just really injury into that team. He's almost like he's beginning to be like the Spurs Santi Cazorla or something. You know, the player that they all want to see back. But yeah, he's yeah. just been out for so long, as you say, you yeah. can forget about these players. You Absolutely, know. but I think you know he'll have a part to play, especially when the fixtures start piling up, just to get that fresh injection of, of creativity mm-hmm. and, and pace in there as well. Indeed, but at the end of the day, Spurs at Wembley, they played their part. <laughs> but it was, it was a good point for West Brom. Uh, Newcastle didn't really play their part, did they? No. Well, they might do on Tuesday when we play West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at their defensive best against Watford. Weren't you going on about um, Rafa organising defence, Peter, and uh, yeah, but, I mean, the back? Yeah, but I think this time... Watford pissed all over your comments, <laughs> yeah. didn't well, they? No, they pissed all over comments because they didn't play defensively Newcastle at all. They, they, they went for 4-4-2 and they, and they just kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted goals. They wanted to score some goals and they kind did, of yeah. like, hit didn't back they, at the... Did cr- they? No, they, hit, they wanted to hit back at the critics uh, the, in previous matches so in that analogy just want to just want to clarify Newcastle pissed all over themselves yeah, like, <laughs> what no they pissed in uh, they pissed forward but a wind caught the piss <laughs> and the piss hit them full in the face yeah yeah uh, actually no not completely full in the face because Andre Gray was bloody dreadful <laughs> even though he managed to score so now yeah. St James's Park is covered in piss does that reduce the, the, the value of the club <laughs> I don't really know I don't think that ever damaged. increases the value of anything does no. it? yeah but this is Mike Ashley Jellyfish. Yeah, but it's English piss. That puts another five mil on the price. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that kind of, it really does show how uh, the Premier League's moved on since Newcastle were last a cemented Premier League team. Most teams can mm. hit you on the brick and they hit you at speed, and Newcastle could not handle that, no. um, certainly from uh, Andre Gray and Corps. Watford had a lovely time. Andre they Gray, was, it, was, it was an intriguing afternoon for him because he looked like a striker very low on confidence. Mm. Some of his shots were hilarious. Yeah. The one after he'd scored at 3-0 up, it, it looked <laughs> almost petulant, didn't yeah. it? Like he never thought he was going to score, like he was sulking. But after the game, his <laughs> comments were, were very interesting. He, he said that obviously he felt he should have had a hat-trick and, and should have played better, but the whole team felt that way. And obviously mm. you look at that as a sort of as a route, but yeah. they, they could have had more. I think they could have, They could have had five or six. And I, and I think if they'd have needed more goals, they would have scored. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really telling that they still still feel like that. I think the success mm. of Richarlison as a signing as well oh. has, has allowed Gray to sort of have this little period of grace and getting that goal will be really really good for him but it, it was strange strange attitude from him um, Hosselu at the, at the other end um, for you guys he had a bit of an air shot in the first half didn't he <laughs> and then later in the second half shot straight at the keeper but is that a sign that he's starting to work out how this works <laughs> this whole you know, footballing like how, thing works where he's meant to be put in oh, he's, a, he's a conceptual striker well it, it, he offers uh, something that uh, John Joe Shelby certainly leads like because he just lofts balls up and, and mm. some and takes Teams like Watford kind of figured out and go, well, we can clear those every day. Don't have a go at John. Uh, I know you love John so much because he's ex-Fulham, but, you know, it's just... He's not ex-Fulham. Is he not ex-Fulham? No, ex-Charlton. Ex-Charlton, mm. sorry, sorry. <laughs> There's not necessarily any rhyme or reasons why Marcus <laughs> But uh, he, yeah, I, uh, he just, like, lost balls up and sometimes it works. Most of the time, it, it's not going to work in the Premier League because people don't have time to, 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 to kind of... But when it, it works, it but works Hossel, very well. But Hosselu is a good kind of hold-up kind of player, but he's just got no one to lay off with yeah. and... The, the, yeah, the, you, it was a stinking performance. Uh, Newcastle are trying to get goals out of Dwight Gale, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, he's the only one who seems to know where the back of the net is, and and Rafa doesn't rate Mitrovic. He's, well, the fans he, are calling for Mitrovic. Well, yeah. he's yeah, but they do that every week. But the problem is, like, he brings them on where we were like three 0 down against or three yeah. one down against Manchester yeah. United, three 0 down against Watford. He can't he spoil get, anything. Yeah. That's well, what yeah, he's sorry, thinking. He ain't, he ain't going to get. Well, they want that Benitez's his problem. Well, look, he's not the sort of player to dig you out of the hole when you're three 0 down at home. Can I rely on him? Yeah, he's not going to come on and get I four. I think it's because Benitez likes his team to be very, very well organised as. I know all managers do, but particularly Benitez. And Mitrovic is a little bit of a raggy maverick, isn't he? Well, I would, mm. I would argue that Mordiame does more damage to the Newcastle <laughs> side than, than Mitrovic ever could, even if he gets sent off. It's just it, it, it's like playing with 10 men with Mordiame because he looks like he's drunk all the time. Benitez said after, <laughs> Benitez said after the game that um, he didn't feel it was uh, a lack of passion or, or character that cost him the game, but more, more mistakes. And I, looking at the game, I don't know if I agree with that. It I was a high just, line, yeah, I, I, I think time. he's just obviously trying to protect his players mm. from criticism there. That's four losses on the bounce now. Mm. Rafa out? <laughs> yes, Rafa out. Get rid of him. Goodbye to bad rubbish. Yeah, Ashley still hasn't sold the club. 
No. Mm. So that one pans out. I do wonder how um, Daryl Yammat sort of thought, looking on the on the <laughs> looking from the bench and just watching. What the Watford bench? The Watford bench is looking on and going, "What did I leave? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really sure what's going on here." But yeah. uh, but I would say that Jamal Asalcib is looking better and better as the mm-hmm. weeks go on because he's not been playing. He's not played in the in the four defeats we've had. So well, because he's been negotiating on behalf of Amanda <laughs> Stavely, yeah. is yeah, he not? No. <laughs> is there an argument that he's your only player? <laughs> turns out, <laughs> turns out. Oh dear, well, below Newcastle in the league, way below Newcastle at Crystal Palace, of course, and Roy the boy Hodgson got his first win, uh, or second win in the league, because Crystal Palace manager, of course, they beat um, Chelsea Palace, and now three points um, from 17th position, so there is a little bit of light creeping through the blinds at Crystal Palace. Um, he said the other week that they were playing better, but they need wins. Well, they've got another one there. Yeah, and a late one as well, which, yeah. will, you know, which will um, you know, Always lift pleasing. their confidence mm. as well, because they're going to have to dig some of those out inevitably. That's, if you're going to be in a relegation scrap, you're going to have to win games late on. Uh, and they did well. It was a great goal from Shakiri, wasn't it? It was a like, lovely really one. Beautiful to see. He has those moments in him, Shaqiri. He does, and I, he's had a few lately, and I hope he can find that consistency. I really like him as a player. I think um, it's interesting watching Jonathan Pierce commentate on him, because he must sort of think is this robot wars or football with this guy I can't tell it's sort of a mixture of the two <laughs> but, that's, but this is the thing about Shakiri. everyone knows he's got those moments which is why he's been at the likes of Bayern Munich and Inter mm. uh, but it's the consistency I don't know obviously yeah. an attitude thing there and so on and so forth Probably he's one of those players who needs to be a, a, a big fish in a smaller pool, mm. which is absolutely fine, mm. you know. And, and if he continues to do that, he will continue to uh, find himself in the hearts and minds of the Stoke City faithful. Can we talk about Ryan Shawcross? <laughs> <laughs> a specific moment in the game? Yes, yes. yeah, yes. a few. That, um, that sort of MC Escher style <laughs> shot, um, sort of off the line. It's, yeah. I don't know how he didn't score that. It was incredible because he was clearing absolutely it. Amazing. He got confused. He, yeah, he did. Like he just hit it with a completely wrong part of his foot I suppose trying to lace it when it's it's in the air yeah use your head yeah (laughs) use your studs do you think Stoke could get dragged in to all this because it's a weird one at the moment because of all the promoted teams doing so well. Yeah, indeed. Well, well, well Palace are on the on the move, aren't they? Clearly, since Hodgson's been there, I think they've they've won two, drawn two, and lost two. I think is is what it was. Having lost absolutely everything when uh, De Boer was in charge, which seems odd. Thinking of Frank De Boer yeah. in charge of Crystal Palace now, doesn't it? Seems it really like a long does. time ago. Uh, so Palace are on on the march. Bournemouth have started to pick up a few points and so on. It, it is. I think the relegation scrap. Let's be honest. The title race is not going to be a particularly enthralling one because Man City look as like they're going to run away with it but mm-hmm. I think the relegation battle could be very interesting well there's going to be those teams that um, have uh, kind of stuck around in the Premier League for say five six years now mm-hmm. so one of them is probably going to go down so that's going to be quite an exciting little little yeah. battle well I mean it could be three of them <clears throat> realistically mm. yeah, Everton the... down yeah Stoke West, down West Brom, West Brom down. down West Ham you go as well <laughs> <laughs> Let's you try to be like West Brom get out should there be a rule that if if Teams have performed really, really badly. It's like that. A fourth team are going down. This is <laughs> yeah. to encourage better football. Yeah. Like, a, like a power vacuum sucks you in as well. <laughs> yeah. I liked, I enjoyed uh, Andros Townsend in the post-match not knowing who scored the winner. Did you not? He went, he went sorry, I didn't even see who scored. Was like, <laughs> what, did, did we win? All right, Andros. I wonder I what that, that cheer was. <laughs> Just too giddy. Um, Zahar and Townsend have, uh, 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 seem to be Hodgson's preferred strike force mm. uh, to start with, certainly. But Benteke came on to good effect. And actually freed up Zahar a little bit. And I, Hodgson's having a little tinker. And actually, there is a, there are a couple of nice options there up front for, for Palace. You know, Zahar and Townsend, that has reaped a few rewards for Hodgson so far. But Penteke, you know, a proven Premier yeah. League striker, maybe not at the top level, obviously struggled a little bit at Liverpool, but, you know, some score mm. goals in the league, there's no doubt about that, and gives them a, a very different... Uh, option yeah. than say Zahar and Townsend. I think that's going to pay off sooner or later as well because the, the last goal was a real great example of, of how hard they're working now. You know, they had a lot of bites of that cherry before it actually went <laughs> in. Did, yeah. um, and and it's great just to see them really knocking on the door late on. They didn't have the confidence to do that at the start of the season. I know mm. we, we made the point they were actually playing well um, despite you know losing and not scoring. But they, you know they did such a huge improvement now. And Benteke, I mean, unless I'm hugely misremembering this I remember him seeming to be a very sort of skillful player when he was at Villa in particular and mm. seeming very comfortable with the ball at his feet and he now seems to be portrayed as this kind of lumbering kind of you know like target man but I think yeah. there's surely more to come from him especially with um, Zahara and Townsend like bringing so much energy to that front line I think you're right I think Benteke has now sort of been pigeonholed as a sort of just a big header continental sort of Peter Crouch or something yeah you know I, I, mean? I don't think I don't think Roy's a, I, I think Roy's a bit of an underrated kind of man manager like he can always like, put an arm around a player and go what the, what the hell's going on in five yeah, languages yeah. 
That's right, yeah. The two run down to, to Iceland at half-time. Come on, lads. Let's get a bit of confidence. You're going to bring that up, because he's not Sven. Um, uh, both of them disappointed me at England level, ultimately. So, uh, but Will Loftus-Cheek is the question. Uh, yeah, well, got a goal. Good yeah, for him. Did. Bloody good for him. It's good And to good see. for England. Yes. <laughs> good for the empire. And no- <laughs> good for the royal babies. Good for bulldogs. And All good, of that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Good for Harry, who's, you know, announced his engagement yeah. this week. Is that right? The Markle. Yeah, Harry Harry Kane, I'm talking about. Oh, no, I'm yeah, joking. There you go. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Jim. Did, Good did for you, all those did, things. Did you ever... I'm probably telling you something you are aware of, but did you read once that um, Loftus-Cheek's mum got struck by lightning while she was holding Loftus-Cheek? What? Like, no. back in the day, where they used to live in Kent. That where did it? That's an origin story, yeah. isn't it? But then Loftus-Cheek's... Is that where he got his footballing powers? And then Loftus-Cheek's house got hit by lightning, I think, last year. Does whole, like, so what does that he's mean? He's a mean superhero. He's got, but is he getting more power or is it being taken away? Like, <laughs> Hang on, no, no, no. But, so this is when he was a kid, he got struck by lightning. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then, so that, was, that gave him his original football powers. Yes. We can all uh, quite assume because that's very scientific. Yeah. And, uh, and then his house last got hit. Year. Yeah. And then no sooner has he been struck by lightning again, <laughs> he's starting for England and he's scoring goals in the yeah. prem. Maybe yeah. that's what he needs. Like every every 20 years or so to get struck by lightning. And it yeah. would be amazing. I mean, when he was at Chelsea, he was out on lawn fast as lightning. Get him out of <laughs> there. Well, let's hope he gets gently struck by lightning if a thing could happen just before the World Cup you know and uh, instant metal explosion <laughs> <laughs> well that was the entry point yeah. for the lightning guys yeah <laughs> turns out getting struck by lightning doesn't give you powers yeah just really hurts gives you ACL as long as it enables AC him to lightning. score a penalty in a shootout that, 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 that's all we want and Palace have got their rivals Brighton this week mm. yeah the odd, the, the odd rivalry that exists between Palace Absolutely. and Brighton love that <laughs> yeah indeed right we're going to talk about Everton I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. After this, I better go to the cash flow and get some money if I've got any money left. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Before we do, let's go now live in this pre recorded podcast to Pete Donaldson, who's got some emails. <laughs> You're right, mate. You're right. Um, so, uh, yes, there is a lot of emails. A bumper week for emails, has to be said. Uh, a lot of emails this week with variations on the subject line, Oh God, not Pardew. Uh, Elliot Jones <laughs> managed to reference Pardew over 100 times, thanks to some oh, yeah. uh, deft copying and pasting. Uh, Adam Hess says, uh, Well, at least the Ramble will cover the baggies a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. That's true. Uh, Nicholas Cook has noticed that the Chelsea. 
Obviously, Miss Kurt Marco Van Ginkel's uh, real name is Wolfert Cornelis Van Ginkel. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that? Oh, not very much, though. Love that. Um, hello to Callum Foster. Hello, all. On Friday evening, I had the misfortune in experiencing the panic of the Oxford Circus in inverted commas attack, which turned out not to be. Mm. Two highlights for me. Weird one, Callum. Okay. Uh, firstly, at the time, I had the Rambles' most recent episode playing in my earphones, meaning my escape from terror was set to the soundtrack of Donaldson Speller et al., which I didn't think it prudent to pause until I'd run 100 yards. I think we <laughs> would... I think, <laughs> I think that's what they should do. Because obviously, you know, it's quite a potentially serious matter. It mm. turned out not to be. Mm. Just get the old football ramble on this loudspeaker. Just relax, It should everyone. be a calming yeah. effect. Well, I, I was caught up in it as well, and I let uh, a, a Spanish family into my... Uh, well, a couple of Spanish families, in fact, into my Haven't you, house. Have you, you let been told? They're still in there. Haven't you been told about that? (laughs) Trapping families in your house. Callum goes on. Secondly, my own lack of physical fitness was highlighted when during the sprint away, I was overtaken by a Chinese girl with 10 Primark bags. Heartbreaking. (laughs) 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 Thank you for that, Callum. Uh, Hello to uh, Dom. Can we please make sure Michael Oliver gets the mention he deserves for falling over in the Liverpool-Chelsea game? And once he got up, just throwing his hands in the air as if to say, sod off for all the crowd jeering me on. A true top-class performance. Yeah, that was, uh, that was enjoyable. <laughs> it was a good game. It was a good game. Uh, Alex says, uh, my highlight of the weekend was the post-match interview from Nigel Clough. There's no reason why we should win any game in this division. Cheers, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> Talking yourself out of a job. <laughs> There's your uh, joined-up thinking. Jay Reid, uh, been doing a comprehensive re-listen of all the rambles and during the episode of Boys of Summer from 2011, which I think might have been a classic. It does get mentioned every now and again. I assume that they all are. There was a discussion about the under-21 championships and the conversation moved on to a then 19-year-old Shakiri and how he was a sticky lad. Uh, This prominent Marcus joked that in five to six years' time, he's going to be plying his trade at Bolton. Well, fast forward and he's playing for Stoke, arguably the modern Bolton. Yeah, there we are. I (laughs) think Actually, I have been aware someone has, uh, has kindly quoted me on that before. I mean, you know... Sometimes a blind squirrel will find a <laughs> Swiss footballer. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, that was from uh, Jay Reid, uh, possibly uh, still the official boiler fixer of the Ramble. If you want to get in touch with the show, shortthefootballramble.com is the way to do that. There we are, you see, ladies and gentlemen. That's mm. as easy as emailing Peter. Now, it's uh, fair to say that David Unsworth won't be getting the job permanently. Yeah, I think can. <laughs> can you sack a caretaker manager? Oh, yeah. yeah, you can demote him certainly. Yeah, that, that would be really undignified when someone else gets a go. Now. I feel sorry for people for, for a man like David Unsworth. Very passionate about the club, has been a great servant to the club on and off the field and in the backroom staff and and all the rest of it. But he's he's clearly not the man yeah. for the job, uh, you would say. But the circumstances have been incredibly difficult, and actually. I say he's not the man for the job. I, I don't think he is because I think the way the situation is, yeah. you need someone coming in, or you know, on, on a flipping horseback, and, and you know, and, and just trying to save mm. the day. Yeah. Um, but we don't really know what Unsworth's like as a as a number one on the basis of this because no. it's such a mess. And er- imagine every time you're doing an interview, it's oh, well, what's happening with the job, what, what's yeah, going on, and so on. You can't settle. And also, as well, I think for Unsworth, it, he is such a passionate fan of the club. Clearly, yeah. I think in this instance, I'm not saying that would always be the case, but it feels like it, this is actually maybe hindering him as well. Well, yeah, because he's so emotionally invested in it. You That's can see right. he's broken after every defeat, mm. and um, you know that, that makes it harder for you to pick the team up and motivate them. I, d- I just feel it just it looks a bad fit given the circumstances. It looks like Martin O'Neill's name is being banded around a lot. Yeah, that's true. And that's um, that'd be an interesting one. I mean, it's a million miles away from what they would have wanted when they sacked Ronald Koeman. But it does feel like it's going to have to be a huge compromise at this point, isn't it? They're never going to get anyone that they were targeting. Daesh clearly um, is, is is happy at Burnley by the looks of it. Marco Silva's going nowhere. It's just, it's, I can't remember a situation like this. Would they, they do have a lot of money to spend, to be fair. They could, well, they they, could just. I think they've, spent, we'll they've spent it all. <laughs> this is it, isn't it? I mean, wouldn't it, it would be unthinkable for a side to have spent the money they have, you know, 140 million or whatever it is, and then go down. Mm. I mean, you know, we we remember perhaps um, a 90s equivalent in Middlesbrough when they bought Ravinelli yeah. and Janino <laughs> and so on, and they ended up going down. Would well, do you remember when Leeds went down? People were waiting well, to sort yeah. of pick that team apart mm. because they, it was a team where, like, pretty much everyone in that first eleven, when you think, oh, they'll get a move to a Premier League club, and you'd look at that and go, well, why doesn't that work as a team? Mm. And yeah. it, it would be a similar thing. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that was very strange when they went down, but it was just a lot of stuff behind the scenes, yeah, which shows can affect. Absolutely. You know, when people say, oh, well, the players, you know, that, that they've got a job to do. Yes, that's absolutely true, and of course, 
when the referee blows his whistle, you would like to think that they could block that out as, as I know, you know, footballers have to do on a lot of stuff and there's a lot of mental toughness there. My goodness. Mm. Uh, and a number of players can do that amazingly well. But, but if, every, every team you come up against yeah, is it, better prepared than you, then you're going to struggle, aren't you? I Which mean, is clearly what's happening. It is. I mean, Southampton have not really scored many goals at all. No, I, I think, I think they'd scored four goals from open play all season. Yeah. Up to now. And they've got four in the same game. And, and they just, they were all over them. I mean, yeah, I know. They're excellent Southampton as well. But give them some credit. Absolutely right. And, uh, and we need to mention that Sigurdsson strike because it was oh, beautiful. £50 million pounds repaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he scored a couple of spectacular he ones. Has, yeah. But yeah, that crossbar was getting a beating it at was. the weekend, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It's Bang. Um, but, uh, you know, Martin Keown asked the question because Everton are at, at home uh, to David Moyes' West Ham, who themselves, of course, got a point on Friday against um, Leicester City. Martin Keown asked the question, is this the biggest game in Everton's history? <laughs> Uh, that, that is astounding, isn't it? They've won the league. Yeah, I mean, they, they won an FA Cup final. I, I <laughs> yeah. can remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember the winning the league. But, you know, they, they stayed at Howard Kendall. Remember that game? Was it last game when they? Kept, <laughs> it's not the biggest. I mean, look, I appreciate what Keown's saying there to an extent, but it's it, it wouldn't even be in the top ten. But it is a big game, no doubt. But Everton have conceded twenty eight goals a season more than any other side in the Premier League. Leaky. Um, they are. They're not really sort of creating too much. Or not. Mm. I, it, they need a new manager and fast. It's Jordan Pickford. I feel for. Like oh. The most beleaguered goalkeeper probably in Premier League history already after having played for Sunderland <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, thinking, I left Sunderland. <laughs> yeah. Gee, come on, guys. Help <laughs> me out. Well, I'm if, really good at this, if, if but Lu- you're mugging me off. If Luke's England logic is to be believed, we should be giving him the Ballon d'Or now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. He's had a shitty uh, season, hasn't he? <laughs> He's been under siege. Uh, a more positive note for Everton, uh, though, was that their, their famous or infamous... No, famous fan, Speedo Mick, was there at the match yeah. doing his bit for LGBT awareness, of course, as all the league was, which was... Which was good to say, but um, I, why have they released those laces? Because I've I had a pair of those. Oh, I, was, wore, I wore them about five years ago. It's an annual thing, isn't it? The rainbow laces annual? thing. Oh, okay, yeah. so, right. so there we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah what a cesspit Twitter becomes every year. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've seen a man dressed like Speedo Mick doing his own what, in the swimming uh, pool? his own work for uh, for LGBT awareness in the uh, bar on the corner from me called Village. Dancing about, yeah, he's there they, every they, Friday they, night. They got, they got go-go dancing in there, and it's yeah. a gay bar. But so. those, there but, is a lot of LGBT awareness <laughs> in Soho. Let's. <laughs> Charlie Austin starting his first yeah. game of the season got a double, two lovely headers. Yeah, it's good to well, see, well, wasn't it's, it? It's always pleasing to see an old-fashioned number nine getting goals like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. I think you forget about Charlie Austin. Part of me, it's the sort of Dean Ashton thing. I, think, I look at him and think, can you be England's saviour? I know what you can mean. You be the sort of Alan Shearer type yeah. that we've been been holding out for. England need a goal. They're yeah. going to bring on Charlie Austin. It's not quite the same, but <laughs> no. you sort of you want it to be, but it's not is it really <laughs> let's be honest but, but it bodes well I, I, I didn't like that they brought him off at 80 minutes it's like let him stay let well, him get it, his hat trick but it's his first start I think let him get his hat trick that's a fair point let him get his hat trick <laughs> Southampton that's a rule that you should uh, abide by but it, was, it bodes very well for Southampton Charlie mm. Austin uh, getting a couple of goals and Tadic among the goals as well so well done to them. Yeah. Hey. It's a nice confidence booster, which is Everton's subtitle on a season. <laughs> yeah. The confidence booster. Yeah, they need to they, they, they need really to get rid of that. My goodness. <laughs> um, let's go down to the championship. Cardiff got a good win away to Nottingham Forest, keeps them four points behind Wolves. Mm. We're obviously including this because Neil Warnock said something yeah. mildly amusing. It was a lovely, thinly veiled dig at them. But was it thinly veiled? I'll let you be the judge, ladies and gentlemen. He said, It does not get any better than this. Three wins in a week. We will not get carried away. Wolves will probably spend another 20 million in January. That is a fatly veiled dig. <laughs> <laughs> if they've got the money, Neil, yeah, it's perfectly. They can do that. I understand not that much nowadays. Our champion, yeah, <laughs> championship though goes a little bit further. Second goal was a screamer. In yeah, that game as well. well, well worth checking out. It doesn't get any better than that. Three wins in a week. <laughs> He's right. Three wins yeah. in a week. Very impressive. Very impressive indeed. Sunderland finally won again. Yay! Well done them. Their first win since August. Although it was away from home. Yeah, that home win is still uh, elusive. P- pr- yeah, proving to be elusive, although they were playing away from home. So um, it's not their fault that they didn't win at home on the weekend. Um, well, it is their fault they haven't been winning at home, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, all the <laughs> other weeks they have. Yeah. In 2017, yeah, that's right. Well, they haven't won at home since the 17th of December 2016. They play Reading next Saturday and Fulham on the 16th of December. So they've two chances to ensure they don't go a whole year at home without winning a league match. I mean, <laughs> do you hope that they do? <laughs> I hope that they do for the sake of North East football. It's a bit of a go a year. <laughs> no, I hope they win. Why not two, Peter? Be I honest, hope they Pete. win. Your your voice says one thing and your <laughs> smile says another. Peter, I'm, I'm a Steve Watson at Gateshead fan. <laughs> Peter, you would love it if their first home win or their next home win 
comes in League One. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that. No, no, no you wouldn't That's like horrible. that. Stop nodding your head then. <laughs> um, Norwich drew one all at home with Preston. The big story from this game was that the assistant referee got injured, so the fourth mm. official took over from him. However, they didn't have anyone to fulfil fourth official duties, so the referee was considering abandoning the match. I think the players sort of came off at one point. It was a lot of uh, confusion going on in the ground, and this meant they had to send a message appealing to any qualified referees in the crowd. And a chap called David Thornhill, nicknamed Spud, apparently, mm. answered the call. Um, and uh, he came on, and he was seen topless because he had to take his top off and then put the, 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 the match of fizzle jacket. So he, nice. Uh, he sounded very tabloid then. He was, <laughs> he was seen, he was seen topless. Spotted topless. Showing off his curves. <laughs> Spud, all growed up. <laughs> 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 he had to signal at least 10 minutes of added time due to the changeover mm. of officials. I mean, probably, did you probably... see him trying to work the board to do it as no, well? They probably like... added three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, chances are you don't get a lot of matches kind of uh, below a certain level that's, that even has a fourth official. So yeah. he's probably, that's probably the first time he's ever done yeah. fourth official duties. I love that, though. <laughs> Although you can't really... Um... You can't, you can't really do too much, apart from the injury time stuff. Yeah. But he was a Norwich yeah. fan, so presumably he wanted a bit more. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, work this bloody thing. Yeah. But you can't, you can't give any kind of overtly biased decisions as a fourth no. official, can you? I don't think. You can maybe stop the opposition bring on a sub or something. No, 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 we're not ready yet. You know, they're desperate <laughs> yeah, to bring on another want, defender or something. trip the sub up. Yeah, but well done, Spud. Well yeah, done. Good on you. Great stuff. Um, right, let's go to a quick ad break, and afterwards we've got a couple of cup finals to talk about. I deeply regret the comments I made. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Do not forget that the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Friday. Don't you dare forget! Our better didn't get his bet. He didn't get his bet. I like to think that he was all right. He was quite close because Salah scored in like the 60th minute. What was the bet? Well, the bet was Liverpool to win at half-time. To be winning at half-time. Which they weren't. And then lose at uh, full-time. Which they didn't. Why why so generous to the losing better? (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that Salah scored quite fairly early in the first half. There's no doubt. Factually, he didn't get the bet. All right, well, Sam Westover, uh, fuck you, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Not my words, Sam. Marcus Speller's words. Sam, we appreciate you. uh, Daylight consultant. Contributing. Marcus turning the light off on your chances of... (laughs) Winning some money for prostate cancer. No, he got the bet wrong. Well, let's just hope that somebody... Um, it's comes not betting works. Oh, well, you know, I said it was going to be 2 now. I know it was 3 now. Do I get any money? No, I used to work in a betting shop, Marcus, and I was very fluid when it came to... <laughs> Imagine being working in a betting shop. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we'll have a new uh, um, person in the hot seat uh, this, this uh, coming Friday on the Bet365 show. So. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, Pete working in a betting shop. I know. Let's move your on. C- we must read out your CV at some yeah, point. Yeah, can we have show. your employment history at some point? Betting shop, zoo. Uh, making 3D point of uh, sale uh, things for Gillette. Yeah, I never. That was one I never knew. Cutting up pork for Leicester City. Cutting up pork for Leicester City. <laughs> Specifically, paper pork? round. Yeah, we ordered paper. Football round. ramble. Uh, housing Quango marketing executive. <laughs> you what? <laughs> Rewind for, and tell us everything. For Move UK, helping people move out of London to social housing elsewhere in the in the UK. Also, the prices would go down, and you could buy. <laughs> You're absolute disgrace. Um, right, the Scottish League Cups happened. It's all over. Celtic have won it. November <laughs> sees Celtic win their first trophy of the season. I'm glad Luke's not here because he would absolutely pan this. He doesn't yeah. like the fact that there's a trophy being concluded and on the British Isles in November. I totally agree with him. Do you? Massively. Yeah, I do. It's weird. But I do like that You know, Celtic have had the opportunity to get absolutely panelled by um, PSG and then just respond by winning a cup. <laughs> Brendan <laughs> Rodgers is nice. very pleased about that. Yeah, very pleased indeed. Yeah, they beat Motherwell 2-0 uh, in the final. So the, the, the thought of back-to-back trebles, domestic trebles, of course, is on. Um, for Celtic um, I did like this quote from uh, Brendan Rogers. he said of course after the hammering by PSG said we had to tick a few character boxes after midweek <laughs> <laughs> and you know as well oh, that, no. he, that is literal he's handed out the questionnaires <laughs> have you got it it's like one of those um, US customs forms or something <laughs> have you, are you an absolute head case and are you going to do well I'm not going to tick any of them are you a communist yeah exactly because it's not mm. true but also even if it was I'm going <laughs> to skip around that so yeah Rogers saying well, have you got the character well yes but he's opened a few character envelopes today as mm-hmm. uh, as Rogers well, and they've all got medals in mm. because they won yet another trophy but the Scottish League Cup is not the only trophy that is concluded in November the Copa Libertadores in uh, South America mm. is uh, concluded in, in, in November too and this year's final features Gremio from Brazil and uh, Lanus I think that's pronounced from Argentina now the first leg ended 1-0 to Gremio and the second leg uh, will be played this week Nicolas Russo the president of uh, Argentine side Lanus has accused Gremio of naughtiness quite frankly in the first leg suggesting they used 
in his quote, aggressive ball boys who were aged between 35 and 40. <laughs> which is, when do they become uh, ball men? <laughs> ball men, ball bastardos. <laughs> the ball men. Yeah. Well, I'd love it if they were just dressed as like school kids. We're like little wowie pops. Yeah. Well, according to Russo, he said, one ball boy tried to punch our keeper, but he missed. And there is footage of this. That's all right, then. Wow. <laughs> That's allowed. Jim, he missed. <laughs> Jim. Jim, what are you going to say next? He missed me. All right, I'm all right. Jim, they fired a missile, but it missed. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Imagine that, though. It Marcus would... Speller's giddy aunt. Imagine this happening in the Champions League, which is the, it's the literal equivalent of. It is, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. What's going on down at Grammy Hall? I don't know. What if, like, Liverpool were right to Severe and it was, like, men in their late 30s, yeah. ball boying? Yeah. And, and one of them, Spice like, men. tried to chin Diane Lovren. <laughs> Not a, not a Liverpool fan, you'd, uh, presumably. No, no. Well, um, Liverpool keep putting on that Nivea. They're yeah. going to look incredibly young, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it'll just slide off them because of the moisturiser. <laughs> um, the Gremio coach, Renato Gaucho, great name, uh, was apparently caught using a drone to fill Lannis' training in the build-up to the match. <laughs> which is... He... The, Personally, he was doing it. I, I, it was it was it, it was either him or from, it was either <laughs> it was either him or, or or one of his backroom staff. I'm not quite sure. They were. I can't confirm or deny uh, who, who had the drone, but he was definitely involved. But he didn't seem to care uh, about this. Responding with, "Sure, we hired a spy. It's normal. People need to get over it." <laughs> I, I love the fact that he's referring to a drone as a spy. Yeah, but it, to be fair to him, is that. Is that so terrible and immoral? People try and do this all the time, don't they? Like, sort of get, get the inside track on the other club's training. I yeah, don't but, know, but how, you're how not allowed you... to, though. That's the point. But how can you possibly kind of, like, figure out what the hell's going on from, like, above I, and not be able to really <laughs> see anybody's lips? I just, I love the fact that, imagine the team training and all here is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> around. Well, surely you just look at the team shape and think this is how they're going to set up and, you know, yeah. see what drills they're doing. Oh, yeah, I, I think that would be it for the shape, wouldn't it? In fact, it, it, it's ideal to get that sort of bird's eye <laughs> yeah, view. Quite. Kind of like watching it on telly. <laughs> well, Gary Neville, when he was, uh, you know, infamously at uh, Valencia, he tried to um, get a jump on a drone, like a yeah, fly like a, around, well, like a fi- <laughs> hire a drone player, yeah, like a fireman's lift, and so he could check out the sort of uh, patterns of the play. How and did he fail? Yeah, I don't know. Fail. I do not know. But then what there I'm going to was... do is I'll start with the bells and whistles, <laughs> and we'll work backwards from there. <laughs> But do you remember the, uh, I forget which Italian side it was, when their training ground, that is quite a picturesque place, I, uh, forgive me, it might be Genoa, I can't remember if they were the spire or the spy, mm. um, but uh, they, there was a training ground where there's like a, a kind of a, a hillside with a bit of forest on it. And a guy was caught in camouflage gear spying on their training from the opposite side. <laughs> the picture. Do you remember that? It was maybe two years, three years ago. Can you imagine like how embarrassing that would be for that guy? <laughs> There's an amazing photo of it, which is worth a Google, by the way. He's looking uh, like he's, he's caught with his trousers down. Yeah. <laughs> I love like managers getting caught doing like their job, but a bit not. Like Bielsa, was it Bielsa was caught um, watching the match on, uh, on a laptop this week? Oh, was he? In a, in oh, because he's been banned. Yeah, in a cafe or something. Yeah, well, but that's, is that not okay? Because he's I been banned from the from right, Lille yeah. or wherever he's. Can he just do that at home? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but there it's was that strange. story about Mourinho when he was Chelsea manager when he was, when he was uh, put in the laundry basket yeah. oh, and then yeah, taken right, into yeah. the Chelsea dressing room. I mean, that was obviously never confirmed, but you'd love to think that was yeah. true. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, not indeed, eight. yeah. So, yeah, well done. Uh, and we look forward to the second leg. It's on Wednesday this week. Yeah. I think the, it's also, it's more um, of an example of these clubs just having these employees that just if you need them to do something weird like the Chinese clubs like running people off the road oh man yeah <laughs> who, are, who is the man that you'll, you send to go and spy you'll need a drone shooter downer <laughs> don't you, you? Will. I mean you will <laughs> a bloke with a... Ashley Cole with a pea shooter <laughs> Yeah. Banging them down. There we are. Um, speaking of uh, of South Americans, did you see Leo Messi's disallowed goal at the weekend? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was so blitzed. It was Pedro Mendes at Old Trafford esque. <laughs> it was Lampard against Germany, mate. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. All, yeah, all, all have some passion. Have some passion, mate. I'll have some passion fruit. And now we'll have a bit of going for glow. We will have a little bit of going for gold. Lord. Or whatever we called the JJ thing last week, I forget. <laughs> I'm still angry about that. Still angry about that. Uh, thank you very much to Ben Cattell, or Cattell, uh, for uh, coming up with this one. He uh, writes a phonetic um, spelling a pronunciation to, for his name, so thank you, Ben. Um, are you ready? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm, let's jump straight in. I was born on the 11th of March, 1976. <clears throat> mm. Okay. I played 66 times for my national team, scoring five goals. Mm. Mm. One of my favourite players, this. Stop. 
Scott Sellers. <laughs> 66 England no. caps. <laughs> um, Stop. Philippe Albert. No. Uh, in, a World Cup qualifi- in a World Cup qualifier against Iceland, I scored two goals and Mike Tyson, who was present, was so impressed he asked for my shirt. Oh. Mm. Oh. 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 Are you just making sort of Geordie oh, yeah. noises to try and trick him into saying who it is? I had two spells in the Premier League, both at the same club. Oh. Stop. John Arnorisa. Not John Arnorisa. Oh, a lovely guest. Thanks, mm. man. Lovely. I am married to Czech model Camilla Purse. Or Purse. Dop. Sasa Churchich. I, I say him all the time, and one day it's going to pay off because you're forgetful. Stop. Milan Barros. No. Uh, in, had more than one in August 2006, after a hard tackle on Robinho, a scuffle erupted between us. Oh, my... stop! Thomas Graveson. Thomas Graveson! Oh, no. I remember that. Yeah, I remember he signed for Real Madrid and they said, we've signed the best player in Denmark. It's like, not everything has to be the best. Just sign <laughs> players, you dicks. Manager Fabio Capello said this about me. The way he is, we won't have problems with him. He's just a little bit particular. I don't mess with him. He works well tactically. His behaviour is like this and I don't like it. Everything has to be done like he wants it to be done. An next team it revealed that uh, he once brought fireworks and a paintball gun to work and fired upon staff and a 58-year-old physio. Uh, my nickname in Spain was the Ogre, and I won the Scottish Premier League with Celtic in the 06-07 season, scoring my first goal against arch-rivals Rangers. I'm now a poker player slash investor. Fireworks and a paintball gun. Yeah, like, what, what kind of... Who turns out to work? Who turns stops. out with either? <laughs> <laughs> but start shooting all the stuff. Well, like he gets paint on his clothes and goes, oh, I'm going to have to wash that now. No, you're not. I'm going to burn it. <laughs> well, he's, he's, maybe he's turning up going, one day we're going to have to shoot these cameras out of the sky. <laughs> he's a, uh, from he, rival yeah, teams. Ahead of his time. Yeah. Thomas Love Graveson. a bit of Thomas Graveson. I, I thought he was brilliant. He really? Was like, Why was he one of, one of your favourites? He was just a tenacious, skillful footballer. I, I enjoyed And you don't and... normally get to see both at the same time. Yeah. No, he was like an elegant pit bull, wasn't yeah. he? And he and Lee Carsley in the middle. Yeah. Two bald men. That was, him. <laughs> that was right. Fighting over a football. Um, <laughs> he looked a bit like uh, one of also my favourite favor actors as well. Noy, Noy the Albanoy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, when Graveson signed for Real Madrid, I think the fans were quite excited because they thought, finally, we've replaced Claude Makaleli. Yeah. Not <laughs> quite. Yeah, not, not quite. But I, yeah, I remember the bust up with Rubinho. <laughs> Hence my answer, of course. Mm. Um, but there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you, Pete Donald. Thank you, James, and you. Yeah, James. Mm. Yes. And thank you, Pete. Don't want you yes. to get left out here. Peter, thank you. There we are. We will uh, reconvene, ladies and gentlemen, on the preview show on Friday. See you then. Fuck off. <laughs> Easy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a happily married man, Jim. Yeah, I'm suggesting nothing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.